Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with veteran jazz singer and recording artist Laura Ainsworth on the 2022 CD, You Asked For It. Along with this new album, she is signed with a top indie publicist, XO Publicity, to promote her music for radio, print media, and licensing deals. This new project is her fourth album of all new material. We get into this album, COVID Realizations, a jazz fervor in Japan and Asia, along with plans for the future. Enjoy this interview. It's great to catch up with. How the birds doing? They are great. They are covered right now. I do my interviews before they get up. You won't be hearing them in the background, and, and you will be glad for that. Unless you <laughs> okay. want to do an interview, if you want to do an interview with a cockatoo, because that's all you would hear. <laughs> Laura, it was great to see that you have new material out. It's great to catch back up with you. It's probably been at least four or five years since we spoke last about your last album. Oh, I think it's been longer than that. Wasn't it the first yeah. album I did that that was, that was Keep It to Yourself, and that goes farther back than I care to say. I appreciate you taking time. But I, I want to start off, since I kind of touched on it just a very little bit, you know, artists took it on the chin with this pandemic quite a bit. I'm curious, how did you survive the COVID lockdown, and how has it changed the way that not only you go about your life as a singer, but just in general, how, how has this changed you? Oh, it's changed me quite a lot because um, I've, I'm focusing now much more on recording myself than on live performance, since that has been so shut down and, and people got so geared to it. I know a lot of people worked very hard to keep going with the live performances and did streaming or whatever they needed to do, but it just got me thinking even more that I wanted to record my voice for posterity because live performance is so ephemeral. It's like you have that moment, and then if if somebody wasn't there, then that's it. And my appreciation of the music I sing is based on being able to hear people who recorded even long before I was born. If it weren't for that, if I'd been dependent on live performance to see people, I would never have heard them. You know, someone like B. Wayne. <laughs> There's no way I ever would have known yeah. what she sounded like. So I've really put my focus on recording um, in, in a way that I don't think I would have if COVID hadn't come along. I mean, I, w I was always thinking about that to some extent, but now my focus is much stronger on that. That's interesting. Very interesting. And I'm curious, have you performed lately? Have you been on the stage? Well, no, not lately. I've been, you, you know, there's been a lot of work with bringing this album out. And, uh, oh, I, I've had something else that I wanted to record just recently. I did a Christmas song. I had been asked to record a Christmas song for a compilation disc, so I recorded Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. But, uh, no, I've been focusing on recording and getting recordings out to as wide an audience as possible. Places like Japan and South Korea, you know, what are the odds that I'm going to be able, especially with COVID now, with international travel, what are the odds that I'm going to be able to travel to that part of the world and uh, perform there? So the only way, really, for people to hear me is for me to make more records. You asked for it. Talk to me about how you put this album together. Obviously, in the name, the name of it kind of explains things, but delve in. How <laughs> all this came together? Well, that explains part of it, just the idea that they were... Uh, uh, 
by request. The, cho- the choices, the song choices were by request. So I thought that was kind of a funny way to refer to it. So I do like to add little touches of humor where I can. But uh, the other theme of it really was the fact that it was like a party. Uh, people hadn't been socializing. In fact, that's another way that COVID has affected what I do. Uh, it it helped determine the focus of this last uh, album. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be a party, a casual cocktail party at home, kind of like what Rob and Laura Petrie would have had, you know, sitting around in the sunken living room and uh, musicians there jamming and, and people making their requests for what I should sing. Uh, kind of like so, uh, Julie at Home, you know, the Julie London album, Julie at Home, that she yeah. actually did record in her living room. And the cocktails flowed and they recorded all night. That's the kind of feeling that I wanted to have for this. Of course, I couldn't do it at home because I have 12 parrots and they make a lot of noise. <laughs> I can't record <laughs> anything at home. So, um, no, we did it in a studio, but all the musicians were there live together, which is really nice than just having people come in to do their solos by themselves. I, I really like having everybody there together. And Brian Piper, my producer, uh, put a lot of effort into the arrangements for them so they would have specific lead lines to play. Um, there was a lot more in that than there was in my previous albums. Usually it was just the soloists doing what they do. But in this case, Brian did a lot more writing and arranging. So how hard was it to cull through all of the songs to come up with the final album? Well, it's something that I just do as I go. I kind of build a track list in my mind over time between one album and the next and kind of file it away, thinking, okay, that's one I've got to do. So by the time I'm ready to do another one, I already know pretty much the songs that I'm going to do. And, of course, in this case, it was different because the songs had been suggested to me over time. And some of them were songs that I had never even imagined that I would do. They would never have come to my mind if somebody hadn't uh, brought them up to me. Like Goldfinger. I would never have thought to record Goldfinger if it hadn't been somebody somebody who was just behind the bar at a place where I was singing said, you know what you ought to sing? And I was really surprised because I don't exactly sound like Shirley Bassey. I'm more in the style of Julie London, and I don't think she ever uh, recorded that. Yeah. So I'm curious, too, you're with Exo Publicity, and... Yes. That has to be exciting to be involved with them. And then on the other part of it, I'm curious about your popularity and your reach in a place like Japan that loves jazz as much as they do. That has been so exciting to me because in America, I don't know what it is about Americans and their own form of music, you know, came from here. Uh, You have to go somewhere around the world to get the kind of enthusiasm for jazz that that they seem to have in Japan. And for CDs, too, for the actual physical product, which is awfully nice, because here everybody streams everything. But over there, they like the actual physical CD, and so we put a lot into the packaging for these things. Of course, they have the little OB sash 
on the side, which is cool. I look at my record and I see all this Japanese writing on it and the little obi sash, and it's very yeah. cool for me to see that. But they love that, and so for um, for you asked for it, we put a, a poster in there, just like what recording stars used to do, like back in the vinyl days when you could open an album and, and have an experience just looking through the album and seeing everything that's there, and it helps people get to know me a little bit better. So we've had that, and we've had uh, a little booklet put together. So it's very old school that way. And I don't know, there's something about streaming. When when all you get is that, you don't you don't really get a sense of who the artist is. And it's just, I don't know, Not I wouldn't say being cheated somehow, but it's not as full an experience as, as it could be. And you're actually holding it in your hand. I agree, yeah. And I think it's like a lot of things that just make more sense in a tactile way, like a book or even vinyl, you know, that resurgence of vinyl. I think a part of that that was so good, and I got swept up into it, got a turntable and all that, is Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's an experience from start to finish. And more than that, you get an idea of who the artist is and you have something to kind of ponder instead of being distracted you know, by just listening or streaming one song, you know, it's it's kind of a old school romantic way of getting acquainted with an artist. Mm-hmm. And even just the flow from one song to the next, you know, you put it on. A lot of thought goes into that. You were asking about the the choice of individual songs and what goes into that. But with an album, as opposed to streaming, there's so much more to think about just in terms of of segueing from one song into the next and the next and the next. And I try to design it so that even when you come to the end of the album and then it it goes back to the beginning, that that's kind of seamless where you just just keep going and listen to it over and over again if you want to. Yeah, there there is a beauty to that. So, you know, the one thing that's interesting about catching up with artists about albums is that usually by the time you're at this publicity point, you've recorded, dealt with it. I know you're doing publicity, but it's almost as though you've moved on to what you're going to do next. Is there anything else that you're kind of looking at as this year ends and we go into 2023, like whether it's recordings or live shows? Well, again, it will probably focus more on recordings and you just, you never know what's going to come up. I would love to travel to Japan uh, or South Korea, or both. I mean, if I'm going to get over there, I would want to go to both. Um, but I, I just don't know how that's going to work out, but I'm open to something like that. I'll just have to see what happens with that. You never know. But other than that, no, I'm still focusing on recordings. Um, in terms of requests, since I have been looking at uh, what people are requesting of me, uh, I've been requested to do more of a Christmas album, a seasonal album, which I had never thought of doing either. So maybe next year I'll be working on that for next Christmas. Of course, I'll have the the single out for next Christmas. So have you noticed, even just with recordings and the feedback you're getting, that that fans, pro- like now we're in post-pandemic, it, it, they're they're more feverish about recordings and music and reaching out to artists, do you feel a different temperature with the fan base? Well, that's an interesting question. I hadn't really thought about that. Um, I think just in general, uh, not just with 
my music or even with music in general, but just in life people are getting to be more that way, about getting back to life and being more excited about things, thinking, you know, there is life after the pandemic. So if that applies to me and what I do and and people's relationship to me, then that's wonderful. So if anyone out there would like to pick up a physical copy, where is the best place for them to go and to learn anything about, you know, more about you, future recordings, anything related to your world? Where do they go? Well, that is easy. Uh, that there's just one clearinghouse to go to for all of that, and that is my website, lauraainsworth.com. Wonderful. Well, Laura, thank you again. Good luck with everything as we move forward, and I look forward to the next interview on the next album. That would be fabulous. I look forward to that, too. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest singers in Dallas, Kansas City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Laura for always consistently putting out quality music. If you want to hear more interviews, visit Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on either iTunes or Spotify. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.